You're listening to Unabridged, the Christian fiction audiobook podcast. I'm Alana Terry, bringing you engrossing, engaging Christian fiction in bite-sized segments you can take with you on the go. This season's Unabridged Christian fiction audiobook is Termination Dust, an unforgettable suspense novel set in the heart of rural Alaska. Termination Dust is written by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by The Beloved Daughter, an audiobook about a young girl sent to a North Korean prison camp for her father's Christian faith. The Beloved Daughter has won awards from Women of Faith, Reader's Favorite, The Book Club Network, and several more. The audiobook version is narrated by Kathy Garver, lifelong actress and winner of two Audio Awards. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to get this audiobook free with your Audible trial today. And now, enjoy today's installment of Termination Dust, an Alaskan Refuge Christian Suspense audiobook. Chapter 28 Kimmy pressed the nighttime buzzer outside the Copper River Clinic's emergency room and nearly collapsed while she waited for the door to open. When a young nurse in Bugs Bunny Scrubs opened the door, all Kimmy could manage to say was, We got lost! Soon, she was sitting in a wheelchair, heavy blankets draped over her shoulders, her feet soaking in a warm bath. Pip sat in her lap while the physician's assistant checked his vitals. I think you're both very lucky to have made it out of those woods when you did. He looked at her meaningfully. Is there anyone you need to call? Anyone who'll be worried about your safety? Kimmy's memory flashed to Taylor's card, still secure in her pocket, and she shook her head. No, I just wanted to make sure he was... Her voice caught when she thought about what might have happened to Pip. I just wanted him to come in to make sure he was all right. The PA smiled. Well, in that case, I can relieve your worries. He's clearly hypothermic. But I don't see anything that's going to prevent either of you from a full recovery. If you'd stayed out much longer, he left the thought unfinished, and Kimmy was grateful. Pip had perked up once he was inside, and she didn't want him to hear anything that would cause undue alarm. The PA wanted her and Pip to stay here a few more hours. Every so often, the nurse brought in hotter water to fill her foot bath. Pip was wrapped in layers of blankets, with hot water compresses tucked around his body while he sat on Kimmy's lap, and the nurse popped in every so often to get a new temperature reading. The PA told her that if she wanted, she and Pip could rest here until morning. She was badly in need of sleep, but she couldn't relax yet, not until she saw with her own eyes that Pip's temperature was back to where it should be. Everything had worked itself out in the end. Everything was going to be all right. The PA stepped out for a minute, and Kimmy tried to figure out a way to get comfortable in her wheelchair. She didn't need it anymore, but it was the easiest way to keep Pip comfortable while she soaked her feet. She could think of worse things to worry about than starting tomorrow with a sore and stiff back. She had just shut her eyes when someone knocked from outside her room. Come in. Her voice was so weak she doubted even Pip heard it, let alone someone in the hallway. Her door swung open, and the nurse poked her head in, frowning apologetically. Someone's here to see you. Kimmy's lungs seized up, and her heart rate soared. Chuck, how could he have found her? He had no idea where she and Pip were. What could she tell the nurse? 
How could she let them know not to let him in? It's a trooper, the woman announced, and Kimmy stared at her blankly. A trooper? The door opened wider, and Taylor stepped inside. He looked far more casual out of uniform, but just as confident in his dark blue jeans and crisp flannel hanging open to reveal the V-neck T-shirt beneath. He offered a smile that looked both tired and caring. Sounds like you've had quite the adventure tonight. Kimmy felt herself return his smile. That's one way of putting it. You have a few minutes? He ran his hand across the faint stubble on his jaw. Of course. She glanced around, trying to figure out where he could sit. Even without his trooper hat, Taylor was over six feet tall, and she felt like she'd get a kink in her neck if she had to stare up at him from this wheelchair for very long. He reached out his long arm to shut the door, then leaned against the exam table. He still wasn't sitting, but at least his relaxed posture made it easier for Kimmy to meet his eyes. He grinned at Pip. How's the little guy? Is he doing okay? She nodded. The PA says he'll be fine. Taylor leveled his eyes. And what about you? His question caught her off guard. Warmth flushed to her cheeks, warmth she probably couldn't attribute to her piles of blankets. I'm fine too, thanks. Good, that's a real answer to prayer. She waited for him to say more, still slightly confused why he was here. How had he heard about what happened to Pip and her unless Chuck had called the station when he found them missing? And what did it mean that he wasn't in uniform? Was he working tonight, or had he heard she was here and come in to check on her? He reached down and brushed some hair off of Pip's forehead. You look tired, little buddy. Pip blinked his drooping eyelids once before they closed shut. Kimmy was relieved to feel him relax in her arms. I just got out of a meeting with your sister. Taylor's words didn't make any sense. Her sister? She's here, in Glen Allen? Taylor nodded. She showed up at your home to check on you. Your stepdad told her you were already asleep and refused to let her in. But she had a bad feeling about it all. She went around to the window and saw your empty room from the outside. She said there was also a rifle poking out from under the mattress. Kimmy tried not to blush. She thought she'd done a better job hiding it. Taylor was staring at her with a gaze full of compassion. Are you still cold? She hadn't realized until then she'd started shivering. The nurse said it might happen as her body regained heat, but she suspected the reaction had more to do with the thought of her sister sneaking around Chuck's trailer like some sort of amateur sleuth. Meg had no idea what kind of man she was dealing with. What was she thinking? If Chuck had found her snooping through the windows, who knew what he might have done? I'm all right. Kimmy smiled in an attempt to appear more convincing. It's just been a really long, hard night. She swallowed down the lump that had formed in her throat. Why did it always feel like when she was with Taylor she was going to break down into tears? He was strong and confident, the kind of man who should make a woman feel at ease. Instead, his strength only heightened her own sense of vulnerability, and the compassion and gentleness of his demeanor reminded her 
that she and Pip deserved so much more love and happiness than life had given them. Taylor leaned forward and tucked in one of the blankets that had fallen off Pip's shoulder. Here. He wrapped Kimmy and her sleeping brother closer together. Is that better? As he pulled away, the back of his hand brushed against her cheek. She jumped involuntarily. If he noticed her reaction, he didn't show it. Taylor sat in the PA's swivel chair. Rolling it a little closer to her, he held her gaze steady. A lot of people were really worried for your safety. She tried to read from his expression if he'd been one of them. He lowered his voice. Can you tell me what happened tonight? She didn't know what he was asking. She had no idea how to respond. What did Taylor already know? What did he suspect? According to the story Kimmy told the clinic staff, she and Pip had gone for a walk to look at the stars and gotten lost in the woods. It was on the far side of believable, but nobody had asked for any corroborating details. Taylor looked stern. I want to help you, Kimmy, and I think you need it. She didn't bother contradicting him. It was true. She had risked her life tonight to get Pip to safety. Now here she was, only a few miles from home, but she was with someone who could help her. Taylor would know what to do. You don't have to be afraid. He reached out and took her hand. It wasn't until she felt the steadiness of his touch that she realized how much she was trembling. You can trust me. His voice was earnest. I want to help you. She glanced down at her brother, soundly asleep in her arms, reminding her that she would do anything to keep him safe. Kimmy told Taylor everything. Chapter 29 Kimmy was shaking so hard that a few minutes into her story, Taylor reached over and helped her settle Pip onto the hospital bed. I don't want you to drop him, he explained gently. Kimmy felt even more vulnerable and exposed without her brother on her lap. It was as if her entire body was a window into the pit of her psyche, and as long as she had Pip shielding her, the curtains were at least partially drawn. Now there was nothing to separate her and Taylor, nothing to filter out the awful truth. She clutched her blankets around her shoulders and told him everything, not just about tonight when Chuck had threatened her with a rifle, but all that she and her mom had endured. Horror stories she hadn't recalled in years came tumbling out like a tangled mass of words, but instead of bringing healing and catharsis, she felt defiled having to relive those haunting memories, victimized all over again in the retelling. Taylor was a patient listener, asking a few pointed questions that kept Kimmy focused, making compassionate hmms at the right times, nodding his head in sympathy. When Kimmy had drained her memory banks completely dry, Taylor held her gaze. Thank you for being honest with me. I'm sure that wasn't easy. She was still trembling, but he didn't mention it. She stared at him, wondering what was supposed to happen now. She'd done her job. She'd gotten Pip out of Chuck's house, 
and managed to tell the trooper about all the abuse they'd suffered. Her mission, as gruesome and excruciating as it was, had been a success. Taylor sighed heavily in his chair, and Kimmy wondered if she'd depressed him with her stories. He was so engaged while she was talking, but now that everything was disclosed, he looked tired. For a second, she wondered if she'd made a mistake. What if he came back and said there was nothing he could do? If not even a state trooper could free her brother from Chuck, her dreams of freedom and safety were nothing but an illusion. The thought led to a terrifying conclusion. What if Taylor couldn't help her? What if he told her it was out of his jurisdiction? What if he told her that since Pip himself hadn't been the victim of physical abuse, he had to go back home and live with his dad? Kimmy braced herself, certain that the next words out of Taylor's mouth would tell her that everything she'd suffered through tonight was in vain. She and her brother would never be free. Instead, he reached out toward Pip, who'd rolled out of his blankets, and tucked him back in carefully. Taylor looked at Kimmy with a gaze full of sympathy and trust. I'm glad you were able to talk about these things. All your stories are going to help us build our case. What case? Taylor was gazing at Pip while he slept peacefully in the hospital bed. The case against your stepfather. We've put out the warrant for his arrest. Because you thought he hurt us, and that's why we were missing when my sister came by? Taylor shook his head. No, because we've received solid evidence that implicates him in your mother's murder. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to download The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, narrated by two-time Audi Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.